Good morning, Lucy. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm awesome. Thank you so much for joining us again. Thanks for having me again. Yeah. No problem. You know everybody loves to hear from you. So I've got a question. You look great. Thank you. What's your morning routine? How did you oh. how did you get here with two <laughs> little ones? Is it like four AM? It is I wish it was four AM. Nobody wanted to wake up this morning. Because of the weekend, nobody wanted to wake up. So, you know, between getting lunches ready, getting myself ready. You know, putting my lashes on. I put them on for you guys this time around, but I put my lashes Beauty. on. Yeah. Um, between doing my hair very quickly, you know, with a dog all over you and a toddler all Frenchies. over you. Yeah, Frenchie. He's he's wild. And so, so do you get up first, and do you get up earlier than your whole family? So I'm a night owl. So the problem is I go to bed late. I get I'm Same. very productive very late at night. So yeah. I get a lot of stuff done. So a lot of times people see me posting at night because mm-hmm. I'm with clients all day during the day. And that night is when I do all my, like, mostly it starts when my toddler's in the bed. And that's when I start creating my posts, my, all that stuff. Answer that's messages. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and then I'm late at night. Then it's hard for me to wake up in the morning. And then I'm all upset with everyone because I'm the first one who has to be up meanwhile. They all slept maybe two hours earlier than me. Uh, and, yeah, so yeah. nobody wants to get up in the morning. And uh, it's just go, 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 go. So when you get up, just for example, do you start work or do you start your personal day? Like, do you shower? Do you? So I'm an, people want to know, believe it or not. They actually (laughs) want to know. They actually want to know because it's funny when I had my three little ones under the age of four, I would show up hair done, makeup done, clean clothes. And people would be like in their husband's, you know, oversized shirt with uh, gray track pants, you know, hair up, sleep in their eye barf down one side, yeah. breast milk on this side. And they'd be like, how do you do it? And I'm like, I, you just do. Just do. So and I, I get up early. I used to always get up early. That, See, that was my good. thing. You're lucky you can get up early. No, I, I have to shower late at night when everyone's sleeping. Like right before I shower and I go straight to bed. So oh, I like perfect. to be, I like to feel clean when I go to bed all the time. And so, and I don't wear deodorant at night. So I'm like, I wear natural deodorant um, during the day. I know it's too much information but not I really wear, well I wear natural deodorant during the day and then at night I want to be without any deodorant so imagine like without any That's deodorant important. for like all those hours while you sleep I think it is important right especially mm-hmm. for women's hormones and, and whatnot so I like to be clean I go to bed and then in the morning you know I wash my face I freshen up all that stuff and then I just I hot iron my hair and sometimes I get a good sometimes but nobody's up at this time everybody's up everyone's up we're all so it's they're a zoo. Up. they're okay. all like <laughs> there's like it's like i'm have a curl a ruler in one hair and someone's coming in to use a washroom or curling one hair and someone's screaming that they need uh something for breakfast or you know milk dogs or running around yeah my dog is like super hyper first thing in the morning like bef- he's not you know some french french bulldogs they're foodies mine's not mine would rather you could play with him for hours and he won't even think about food like, wow. yeah he he has his uh my old cabbage patch uh doll and that's his girlfriend we call him his girlfriend <laughs> i love that his, yeah and so he just runs around with his girlfriend he's he whacks her head <laughs> by the hair and stuff and it's like it's if you if you were to see my house like if i had a camera crew in my house they would be entertained 24 7 between me and my husband <gasps> cracking jokes and you know my kids and stuff it's and my dog it's it's like a so we're going show. to be doing the next podcast my 5 a.m <laughs> at lucy's house before no, everybody's we're up at, we're sleeping at 5 a.m we're we get up like when the alarm so my alarm goes off 
and it's like 45 minutes of the alarm going off. It's so bad. It's so bad. And yeah. they say that that's like your first win. If you can get out of bed, the second the alarm goes off. I don't off. hear it. I'm same. I have like yeah. seven alarms that go off from, you know, 4.45 a.m. And yeah. it's like, I know one of the seven will wake me up. So I'm up early. That's but good. No, but I'm the same as you. I'm most productive in the evening. evening. I do everything. I've been this way for pretty much all my life. So I do most of my stuff in the evening. I, I like quiet. Like, I need quiet. And the thing is, too, I have a toddler, so... Just I was just going to say, quiet, toddler, no, Frenchie, yeah. husband, two no, kids. That doesn't much. happen. No. Unless, like you said, that's when my day starts, when everybody's asleep, and I'm like, yeah, you get you to can, exhale. You can exhale and relax, and um, what was I going to say? Yeah, like, this morning, I woke up, and I was quiet, because my toddler's been sleeping in our bed. I know, it's terrible, but... Um, Eventually, Eventually, she snuggles and everything, and then whatever. But anyways, I got out of the bed. She sat up right away. Where you go? I'm going <laughs> to the washroom. No, you come here. And I said, "Mummy's got to go to the washroom. You can be okay. She goes, I get up. And she jumps up. And so it. I can't do stuff in the morning. You know how some people like to work out? They have kids like, yeah, mommy's working out. Like this one yeah. would scream her head off while I'm working out in the morning. Oh, that like, is so, so funny. This, my, the best time is really late at night. I get my stuff done. I shower. I do my face routine and all that stuff. Morning and obviously night as well too. But um, I can't do much. Until she's, we have to, me and my husband say, just got to be a little bit older. Like every day it's like, ah, oh, she's getting you a little know bit what? better. I got to be know? honest with you. Second child syndrome. I'm also a second child, so I uh, get it. Yeah. And it does not get better. No. It does not get Thanks better. Thanks for making me feel better. You're welcome. That. Just keep hoping for the next day. And it's funny because people who are, have kids that are older, they're like, you're going to miss this. You know, there's Everybody that song. Everybody says that. You're going to want this I'm like, back. no. And I'm like, uh, no. 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 I'm not. Not that it gets easier as they get into teenagers. And bigger, bigger kids, bigger 20s, problems. Absolutely. Yeah. So which brings mm. me to a question that everybody wants to know. Okay. Who is the most influential person in your life that's here on earth? Oh, my God. That's here on earth. Okay, so you're not, you're not talking about, like, Jesus, angels, stuff like that, right? No, no okay. because we already know that's that We know leads. what I'm about. Okay, so yes. who is the most influential? Holy cow. Even, um, even growing up, it could be a family member. It could be somebody that you've question. just looked up to. See, oh. we, as you guys know, we didn't prepare for these. Like, I didn't prepare, so I didn't get the questions. It's good because it gives me a moment to, like, go through my my uh, database here in my brain and figure out who. Um, we there's always, been a lot of people. I was going to say, it, th yeah. it might not just be one person. I mean, for me, growing up, I never thought it was my mother. But mm -hmm. I realize as you get older, oh, my God, she's so, you know, has influenced who I am today. But so kind of looking back, and we can come back to mm -hmm. it. I'm sure there were several people. Were several. Another person for me was Oprah, which people are like, yeah. I don't understand. And, and you know, that's a whole other yeah. conversation yeah. for another time. But uh, you must have been influenced. I mean, you are uber successful in what you do. Mm -hmm. You're an amazing individual. Mm -hmm. You've got a great family, a great mm -hmm. core of friends and followers mm -hmm. and whatnot. You... Did you think about this all on your own? Did you look up to anybody, not I, even in your own industry per se? So I would say, so you had Oprah. I had, um, for, like, she's now um, a born-again Christian, but I, I was, it was Doreen Virtue. She was big for me. Wow. So I don't know if you've I've heard of Doreen Virtue. She was big into the spiritual world. Um, however, she changed her 
her whole everything and went back to Christianity and said everything like she lost everything. And so everyone has their reasons for doing, but she opened up my, my um, heart to like, and I've always been connected to Jesus and I've always had been very close to God and I've always prayed. I say the same prayer uh, every day that I said when I was a little girl. Same. I mean, so it's just who I am, but she's uh, opened up my, my ability to connect on a higher level, to connect with faith. And that's what, uh, as a spiritual teacher myself, that's what I do is I teach my students is if you're going to get into this line of work, you better have a good faith system, good core values, be a good, kind person. If you're going to be, you know, connecting with spirituality, you're going to have to know how to be able to um, do it properly without harming anybody, right? And so uh, sometimes the spiritual world, people get too much into ego into too much of like having to be a certain way or need it's can be very competitive right as as you know with any organization and so i think doreen virtue she had this um calm demeanor about her that i i really like she really helped me i've read tons almost probably all of her books i've read all of her books um done many of her meditations uh so i still i still see her as like someone who has influenced me on a grand scale and there's many other uh, spiritual teachers that i've like studied through and i've learned and i read their books or you know just um watch them on live uh but she would probably be my most in terms of like guiding me for spirituality now in terms of like personal like personal say somebody that work ethic it my mom probably like my mom she's a workhorse like we just and i'll tell you a story Friday, my parents call me and like, what are you doing? It, um, it was my doggy's birthday Friday, uh, St. Patrick's Day, right? So what are you doing on, uh, what are you doing today? I said, oh, it's, it's Charlie's birthday. It's his first birthday. I'm going to go get a doggy cake. They're laughing at me like, you know. <laughs> yeah, they're like, seriously, like, Lucy? You, uh, you want to go? I, I drove 45 minutes to pick up a doggy cake for my dog, right? I and I said, you know, and they're like, okay, well, what are you doing after? I said, well, I want to have a little party for him. And then they're laughing at me. And I'm like, well, this is, you know, anyway. So, so they're like, come over for dinner. Your sister's coming, come for dinner. I said, okay, well, we come for dinner. I come to dinner. My mom has a spread like no other spread. Like, I, I look around at my husband. Uh, I'm like, is it Christmas? I know. Like, and they having- can just like whip it up like that. Oh, I just had something in the fridge. I know. No, but my mom can't even walk. Like, she's in so much pain. She's supposed to have, like, back surgery, knee surgery, all this stuff. And I'm like, how does this woman do this? And Isn't the answer she just does? She just does it. And I'm like, why? I look at, I look and I'm like, she doesn't need to because we're appreciative just even a plate of pasta and that's it. Like, she had two different pastas, ten different meats, you know, vegetables. The, the pastas were, no, three different pastas she had because some kids don't like with the sauce or whatever. So... I look at her and I say, you know, she worked in a bakery for 40 plus years. She stood, she carried heavy stuff. She got burnt all the time in the bakery. She used to work uh, many times in the evenings in the day. She would watch kids during the day, including us, right? And then she would work at night till like 11 o'clock at night. And I, So I, the work ethic. It's me. It's from my parents. My dad had two jobs. He was working seven days a week for a long time. I would see him like work. He'd take a nap after work. Uh, he'd eat, take a nap, and then he'd be out in the garden, working on the garden for like hours. So that that needing to work and needing to move and but like... And yeah, and not even the fact that maybe they sat you down and said, okay, so this should be the work ethic. They led oh. by example. Oh, yeah. They like, led by example. And they never, huge. yeah, they never like... Um, 
made me feel like you need to like save and this and that. Like they, they just were like, we just are figuring it out. We're just trying to pay the bills. We're just, you know, when you come from a family who's like needing to work because, you know, we, we didn't have the extra money to go on, on these big vacations or like regular little fun things that maybe we do right now. You know what I mean? And so I, I'm very blessed to be able to like provide for my family, but I've worked hard. Like I, st- I started working very young. I worked in my mom's bakery. That was my first job. Wow. You know, and so how old were you? 16, I think just maybe just shy of 16. Um, but before that, we used to fold. Remember when they used to send the uh, newspapers out? I think some, they still Every, do. Yeah. Yeah. My that brother, was my first job yeah, too, was delivering newspaper. New yeah. newspapers. Yeah. yeah. I remember that. We still like all, like we had a, a old like pool table. So we would have all the newspapers over the pool table and we would just like fill them all in. And then my brother um, would deliver them. But sometimes we would walk with him to deliver as well too. But that was You'd like, have to do the flyers. I remember they, they would yeah. deliver the newspaper and then the flyer And then you put inserts, the flyers inside. And the flyers were up to I here. Know. And it was just like, oh. I know. But you did it. I don't even know if they still do that anymore. I, I think, think everything is so digital. I, don't I still know if see, they, have they like still do the flyers. They still send me the flyers. Do they? So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it's, I feel bad. It's like, don't even take it out of the bag. I just put it right to I recycle. Recycle, <laughs> yeah, right? But that's, I uh, but it's okay. Like we, we still, I live in an older neighborhood. So there's a lot of elderly people still, they still look forward to that. So, you know, but yeah, that's what I, my worth ethic in terms of like, working hard and working through the pain. And, and, and as you know, like when you have surgery too, it's like, you're like telling your brain, you better heal fast. Like you better heal fast. We better move forward and we're going to work. And so I remember once I had a large group event booked, I think it was like 80 people, a group mediumship event. And I had an emergency surgery and uh, I was at the event, like maybe the next week or the week after. And people were looking at me like, didn't you just post that you had surgery? I'm like, yeah. They're like, why didn't you cancel this? Cause I don't cancel. Because I just don't. Yeah, because you, know you just I mean? push through. But I think that's why women also have children, et cetera, yeah. because we've got that mindset where you yeah. just you just do. I mean, so many people ask me the same thing. How did you do this? And you had the boys all in rep hockey and da-da-da. I'm like, honestly, I don't even have an answer. I you and just I, I don't do. know how these hockey moms or dads do it. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie. Like, I was at the arena yesterday, and I'm looking at these parents, like, carrying in it. And I'm like, they eat, breathe, sleep hockey well, how that do was they do us, it? well that was us and they were all in high level hockey Holy moly. so seven days a week we'd be at a rink mm-hmm. it's divide and conquer and you know it's so funny talk about winning the lottery when our kids had a game at the same rink mm-hmm. that was the that was the year yeah. highlight oh my god who cares if it's four hours did you apart? have all three in it at the same time well, four four all of them at the same time yeah holy i know yeah, it's just, you're just, I feel like you're just driving, disconnected, dropping them off here, driving, like just trying to like, yes and you're no. floating. Yes you know and I mean? no. I'll tell you one thing uh, for me and for, for my kids and for our relationship, yeah. the best drive or the best thing about rep and about hockey, you'd always have to be there like two hours early. And a lot of times you'd have to drive far. Mm-hmm. Those were the best talks going there and yeah, going back because nice. when do you actually when you've got oh. more than one child have the time to sit and talk yeah now yeah. I'm not saying every talk was you know rainbows and unicorns sometimes it was like oh, yeah. right you know but most of the time those were the days that we really cherished it sounds ridiculous nope. but you know it's the time that you actually are in a confined spot and you're able to it's quiet and it's quiet right? and you don't have necessarily everybody with mm-hmm. you so yeah, but it is crazy hectic, and it's funny because some of the hockey uh, teams that we were on, 
The parents are amazing. We still have relationships with them to this day. But I'll tell you, I missed out on a lot. Because a lot of times, like... Uh, my third son's team was so incredibly close. And a lot of times they would go for like a mom's weekend getaway and they'd do spa and they'd be, Lucky. I would be the only one not going. Oh, cause you And I'm work, like, yeah. you know, I'm sorry, you know, four kids. And they, we had three or four, I think four people, four families that had four kids, like four kids mm-hmm. and four kids in hockey. Wow. And they could all go, but, and they had careers. So I think it's just different when you're an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. When you right. own your own business, because you don't leave it no. at five or six o'clock, right? No. My husband so. was saying, why don't we go away, like in the summer or something, go away for like a month. And I'm looking at him like, are you like, do you, he's like, you can, <laughs> you can do virtual sessions and stuff. I go, yeah, but like, that's a long time. That's you know, my husband too. He's trying to push me for a week, a month. Are you kidding they know. me? I know. He was like, you could do it. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, you're like not happening that's a month that's a month with a kid straight first of all right oh, yes. and so that's the other other thing but um, lock yourself in the bathroom for alone time that would be it right uh i'd be at the beach with my laptop probably like just doing stuff Trying there to. yeah and just like creating stuff doing things doing lives so but is that you know that this is sort of one other question i wanted mm-hmm. to ask you what's your biggest fear Personally or professionally, what's mm. your biggest fear? I could share my biggest fear: spiders. 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 So I don't like spiders. Yeah, I don't. I don't like spiders. Did you ever see um, videos from Australia? I try to avoid them. It's I had a like, server the other day that yeah. w- that had a big, huge, sorry, a tarantula on a tattoo, and I was like, "Oh, nice tattoo," because obviously, yeah. you know, I'm tatted. And she's like, oh, yeah, these are my friends. She has seven tarantulas at home, Mm. pet ones, that crawl all over her. Oh, gross. And then continue to whatever. And I was just like, no. I hope she washed her hands before she was <laughs> serving us because I'm like, all I can think of is spider hair and no. stuff. And she was like, well, three of them I can't play with because they'll bite you and they're poisonous. And I'm like, oh, well, why wouldn't one have that pet? And I'm sorry for the spider lovers, but, you know, maybe other people think, why would you have a Frenchie? But True. They're so loud. Like, I went for a walk with him yesterday, and they were petting, and they're like, he's really loud. He sounds like a pig. And I'm like... People say that to me, yeah. too. And I'm like, yeah. but And I said to my husband, I'm like, I think we're just used to it. Like, you're just... Sometimes, yes, and sometimes, you know. no. I noticed, because I take her around with me uh, a lot, and I'll be driving. And some people will... You know, it, it was a client, actually, that said to me, is that your husband sleeping? And I'm like, where? And I'm trying to look around, like, yeah. where is he sleeping? And I went, oh, you can hear that? She's like, oh, yeah. And a few times when I've called my kids mm. and she's mm. snoring, it's like, oh, my God. So Imagine she's still like snoring in a, after oh, the surgery? After her NARS surgery, yeah. She's still? Not as badly, but still a lot. Oh, and it's no. funny, but I think she's put on a couple of pounds because she hasn't been that active, you know, yeah, in winter sick. or yeah, whatever. Too. And because of her illness, as soon as she puts on a few pounds, but she did the the nares and the soft palate surgery. So it's a lot better, yeah. but still not a hundred percent. So yeah. back to your fear. <sighs> spiders. Yeah. I don't like, I don't like spiders. Uh, it's always been something that's like, I'll freak out. I remember being a little kid and seeing, I don't know what type of spider this was. My, it must've been like an alien spider or something, but <laughs> the hairy we, ones that are well, like this big. It was lit up. It had lights, had a light on it. I remember vividly. I think somebody was playing a trick on you well, with like a robot spider. No, or no, this was a spider in the car. So we we had family from Italy, and they were all we were all squished in the car. 
back then you didn't wear seat belts. Okay, so <laughs> we were all like kind of squished in the car. It was one of these. Oh, yeah, hold yeah. On. Just hold. And I remember seeing this thing crawling with lights coming off of it, and I screamed the top. And I imagine I just jumped on them, and they were like freaking out on me, but like I couldn't control it. Yeah. Um, so I don't like spiders. Um, the those centipede things oh the my million God. legged things in the bathtub yeah, oh like my I, God. that can run faster than your frenchie yeah. and, uh-huh. and you can smash it and half of it will okay, still be going okay. <laughs> anyways i was thinking like oh what's your biggest fear like i was thinking well you brought up you brought up insects so those are okay so true is that but uh, um, i meant like do you have like a a fear i don't know if i have like a fear like uh, i don't nothing know. holds you back not really from, that's no. great no, because when you start learning to be like, when you when you're able to pull the wool over everything and be like, it's just this, it's just that, you know, you grow up having to be fear fearful of your parents, fearful of your teachers, fearful of wherever, fearful of the government, you know, and then you, you then you're able to intuitively pick up on like what is really going on behind the doors, why are they acting this way, what's the reasoning for it, then you have a better understanding of people that people will be a certain way because they're going through something as well too right that's true and so it's like yeah it's just and i see it with myself too sometimes like you're overworked you're tired and you take your stuff out um on your family you know what i mean you start freaking out and they only see that part oh, of we it we never do that never i know eh? <laughs> just <laughs> kidding okay but sorry no. go on no but that's the thing like you 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 have something going on inside of you. People just see the worst part of you and make assumptions, right? So we don't really know what's going on with somebody. And sometimes you don't know what somebody's you. going through, yeah, essentially. Yeah. yeah. So, but it's good. Like I, I, I don't know if I would say I have fear, fear, um, but I know for me, like, I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't say fear. I don't have hey, anything like. I love that. Yeah. yeah. You are. You seem fearless. I just didn't yeah. know if there was anything. But spiders is. That's another thing we yeah, have in common. It, it is what it is. Like, again, I could work through that and just allow it to, like, crawl all over me, just breathe through Seriously? it. Seriously? Like, if I had to You know that's what they it. do to desensitize yeah. people through their fears and stuff. But yeah. I, I'm happy being afraid yeah. of spiders. <laughs> there will be no crawling for me in my ine- immediate the, future. In, in actuality, what can they do? What can they do? Right? I know. I just... It's if gross, it gives you the weird. creepy yeah. crawlers and what... Yeah. Like, now you have to kill them. It was funny when my kids were smaller. Yeah. I'd be like, five bucks, whoever can, you know, no. catch it. Because I don't even like to kill them, per se. Me too. And yeah. so they would put a cup over it. They'd let it crawl. They're like, look, mommy, it's fine. I'm like, yes. Oh, you're so brave. Now get the hell outside, <laughs> right? Bring it out. Yeah. So there was that. So uh, what would you... Could you share with me, what was one of your biggest failures if you feel like you can share that and what did you do to kind of get through that obstacle because well, there's obstacles there's right the one of the failures that i so imagine i've spent so much time studying child development i was a former i am a fur, former early childhood educator yes i went to school for that um i did several years in that. I did um, a lot of um, general arts and science programs as well, too, for, to understand sociology, psychology, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I did a supervision administration because I wanted to open up my own child care center. Like, I was, That's like, right, yeah. invested in child care. I worked with special needs children for many years. I've even done some That's additional programs. Yeah, so um, when it came to, sorry, Lucy, you can't have kids, that was something that really, like, messed with me. And so, you know, 
trying for several years, having, I have a condition called endometriosis. And so um, I always knew it may be an issue, but I didn't realize like until it was time to try. So we were trying for quite some time. How long? A few years, maybe a year or so. I can't remember, about a year probably. Um, you know, and I had surgery to, to remove some of the, the, the overgrown cells of like on the lining of my, um, uh, uterus lining and stuff. And so that didn't seem to help. Uh, but when I look back at this, it's like, it's just, it's, it's puts you in a place of like being very blessed to have children. So imagine for many years, thousands of dollars because when I was going through it they didn't have like the, the funding like they have now yeah, so it was all private yeah so we you know imagine newly newly wed we have a new home we're just you know we've merged our finances together to try to make things work and what was happening is it's it was just like literally trying to like pay for and you're doing it in quiet because you don't want your family to know, right? You don't want people to know. Well, you don't want people to stress out about it as well or put it in more energy. Because then that puts more stress onto you yeah. and whatever. So. Yeah. so, but that's, you know, the failure was like, this isn't fair. That I've spent my whole life pretty much like helping other people's children, being there for other people's kids, supporting families, and I have to go through this. So that was, at that time, I felt like I was a failure, like I was failing until, you know, I had my, uh, my oldest Bella and I found like, okay, I got this. And then there's going to be moments where you're like, you have the mom guilt, you know, mm -hmm. where it's like, I shouldn't be, I shouldn't be failing. I shouldn't be feeling as a parent. So we had to take a little mini break because yeah, a lot of distractions. Because phones were going off, <laughs> cameras were overheating. I kept seeing you twitching too, and twitching really? like almost like getting a little bit of a chill. Uh, it's typically when spirit energy starts making its way, and when I start yawning and stuff, or I feel like the energy shifting in the room, it's usually when spirit. So I, I am going to be honest with you, and I, I said, let's record it, and then I'll tell you what I'm feeling. I feel that your father's coming through. Uh, right now in this in this uh, podcast and so are you okay if I connect with him I'm, I'm absolutely so I'm know. familiar with his energy you know that right so I, I don't have to I sure do usually I go through like I ask him questions and stuff but uh, I just I hear him saying he says he wants to say it live on camera to you that he's very proud of you and see now my eyelashes are gonna yeah. fall off <laughs> thanks Lucy no <laughs> thank you dad yeah but he just uh -huh. he wanted to come in and just really like just point around the room and say you know he's very proud with everything that you both have accomplished including uh, with Matt as well too everything that you guys have thank accomplished you. and he's he's saying like um you know just give it another four more podcasts I don't know what that means so give it another four more podcasts so maybe I there you'll think I might know what it means. You but might time know. Time will tell. Yeah, you'll know. You'll know at that time. Um, does this podcast count? Yes. So he says four, uh, this oh, one, yeah. and another three more. So four, he says. And you know, you and I have these conversations all the time. The number four keeps coming up for me mm. continuously. I mean, for years, for decades, oh, wow. and I was trying to figure out 
okay, you know, and then I'm finally like, okay, four kids, or it'd be overtime and, uh, you know, at hockey, and it'd be 4-4 with four minutes and 44 seconds left. And, and I'm like, what is going on with the, like, I constantly mm-hmm. fours see Fours usually represent a lot of angels around you, okay? Uh-huh. So it means a lot of angels are guiding and protecting you and surround you, and they're hearing your prayers, right? Hearing your call up uh, for them. So fours typically represent that. Um, and so your dad's saying to me, like, your big break is coming in about four months. So there's something Can't from wait. that. Yeah. So he just That's says, awesome. he just, he just, he's apologizing for, he's apologizing to everybody for interrupting this podcast. But he says, this is the reality of when you do sometimes podcasts with Lucy or live with Lucy's, because I'm open to it, um, they want to come through and, you know, just a special guest. We had a special guest in hey, this podcast, my right? My dad, Laszlo. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, the, I, I'm always so curious. And when you and I talk and we talk about kind of our past, mm-hmm. I realized very young, because you know I'm also intuitive, mm-hmm. that there's no such thing as coincidence. I mean, I think yeah. you can sort of say, oh, I was just thinking about, you know, Gina and she just happened to, mm-hmm. you know, call me, you know, three months later, whatever the case may yeah. be. But I'll, I'll share a story with you. I don't think I've ever shared with you before. Uh, my grandmother passed away. She was a very big force in our life. Mm-hmm. Um, essentially raised us. She was my father's mom. And her name was Anna. And uh, she had passed away. She left hungry. My dad brought her to actually look after us, me and my sister. And uh, when I say a big force, she was like a very big woman. She was scary. Um, she was probably six to, you know, what? old school. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And she would, you know, come on the bus. You could never give her anything. You know, she'd bring her own food to our house. And mm-hmm. it was kind of like... We have food here. No, no, yeah. no, I don't take anything. But um, she had separated um, from her husband, which, I mean, she was born in 19, gosh, 09, I think, wow. or 1902, excuse me. So they didn't believe in divorce, but yeah. she, uh, he cheated on her. And she was kind of like, screw you. I'm out of here. I'm wow. going to Canada. Fine. So she she passed away. And something had happened before that, but not as big as this. But this was, and I was 16, no, excuse me, I was 15 at the time. And it just proved, it was evidence that spirit and angel, God, your higher power, whatever mm-hmm. you want to refer to it at, was at work. I came home from school, I think it was first or second year of high school. Nobody was home. Opened the door, and I had a German shepherd at the time. And it was a back split. I opened the door, and at the top, you, as soon as you open the door, there's the top of the stairs. Mm-hmm. And the dog was standing there. It was exactly one week after she passed, and she was just growling at something around mm-hmm. the corner. Of course, I'm freaking out because I'm thinking, you know, stranger danger. Yeah. And, you know, I slowly, we didn't have cell phones at the time, so I couldn't call anybody. And the phone, the rotary phone, was up the stairs. So I was kind of creeping around. I figured she would have maybe attacked Mm-hmm. whoever was there but she was just growling 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 fine I look around the corner my dad had taken you know those old wooden they used to keep the liquor in those kind of it was kind of like an end table yep. thing and it had a big vase like this on it with from my all of this was my grandmother's mm. there was a crow I kid you not bigger than the vase sitting in on, your house on, yes Nobody believed me, but hold on, yeah. because somebody saw it. I was not yeah, yeah. doing any kind of mind-altering yeah. anything. It was there. Wow. So I'm freaking out, and I call my mom. I'm like, Granny's in the house. She's like, what the hell's the matter with you? What do you mean Granny's in the house? Mm. And I'm like, there's a crow. There's a crow. And as I'm talking and freaking out, the crow comes and sits on 
So I'm in the kitchen kind of looking out. There's patio doors, and it was sitting on the chair. Mm. And you know when birds see, like, windows and they're trapped, they try to fly. It sat on the chair my grandmother used to sit on, turned around, and was just looking outside. Wow. And looking at me, looking outside. Now I'm freaking out. Mm -hmm. And I'm, like, convinced. So finally I call one of my friends. His name was Brian. And he comes over. And sure enough, so now the crow, as I'm run downstairs, I open the door. I'm like, okay, it's in my grandmother's chair. It's my grandmother. And the crow's gone. Wow. And so I'm sitting at the top of the stairs. Oh, it's the story's not done yet. So I'm sitting at the top of the stairs waiting to see because he's looking for the thing. He's like, okay, I found it. It's coming downstairs. It flew. So we had all the doors open. It flew right over my head because I was at the top of the stairs. The front door was open. It stopped in front of the, the open door, which normally birds would just fly out. Yeah. Turned around, looked at me, and flew away. Wow. At this, I'm knew. freaking out. So that evening, my parents come home. They're like, oh, you crazy? It's not that. Just a little sparrow came in through the fireplace. I'm like, this was a big-ass crow. Yeah. There was no... You know the difference between a crow and a sparrow. Correct. Five minutes after they got home, we got a call that my grandfather had passed away. Oh, wow. Which was my grandma's, like, I guess. Ex-husband. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Exactly one week, exactly when the crow. So evidence. Ooh, got goosebumps from my whole body. That's crazy. So maybe they're going to show up too. But anyways, uh, so that for me was one of many, many, many um, incidences that Mm. just are way too coincidental. When did you know? That's not even coincidental. That is like, that's more beyond that, right? To have a crow like that. And you know what's funny? Last night I was walking my dog and all these crows, and sometimes crows can uh, telepathically communicate with me, started flying over me and, and, and I knew I was trying to get my attention. My dog even looked up and I said, oh, there's something to do with the crows. Seriously? And now you're telling me the story. So yeah, there's... That's coincidental. That, but not to have a but crow like that. That's a clear, clear sign. True, right? but yeah. then it's also so obvious and evident that you mm. do have that gift. Yeah. And so, when did you realize? Like, when did you? What, were you super young? I was very young. I just I saw the world very differently um, than you know other How, people. What's young? I'm just curious. Like a kid, little kid, like I, and like I, four or five, four or five, younger than that. I like, and I tell this story all the time with my mom. Like, you know, she worked in the bakery, so she used to cut herself a lot, or like her hand be burned. I could feel like her pain in her hand. Like I could feel it would be like I'm hurting when she would have that. When I would see it, um, you guys are so connected. It's it's not even just being connected. It's being it's being able to have the ability to feel other people's ailments, which is what I have, right? And so when I have someone who comes in who uh, wants to speak to their departed loved one, and let's say they had like uh, an issue in their stomach, I would start feeling the pain, like physical pain, and I would ask my spiritual team, what is this from? And then they could show me like cancer, or they would show me some type of um, leakage, or like whatever, but I would would feel it first, and then I'd be able to start seeing things, um, you know, and then have a better understanding. So I was feeling at a very young, that's intuitively, that's my first thing is through feelings. And so there's there's people that are have the ability to see apparitions and spirits. I see them in my mind. So I was seeing stuff in my mind. And as a kid, you're like, 
it's your imagination. It's whatever. It's, you know, oh, yeah. I just watched this movie. This is what, what it is. But you sort, um, sort of talked it away. Per you se. talk it away. Yeah. It's nothing, right? But yeah. as you get older, you're like, wait a minute. I'm reading all these books. And this is part of like spirit communication. And I remember like being a young teen and showering. And that's when I would get like faces coming in my mind. Like all these, like I'm like, why would I think of this face? I don't even know who this face is, mm -hmm. right? So spirit was able to connect with me mostly when I find like I was cleansing, clearing, um, you know, when I was calm and that's when I was showering and I would just get the flashes in my mind. And I said, okay, they're, they're obviously trying to connect. And I remember vividly like, it's time for me to start looking, tapping into this a little bit more. You know what I mean? And because um, you weren't freaked out by it, some people would be like, "Oh my God, I can't." You know, you, you do this is get black magic. This is whatever. But yeah. you had this sort of well, it you get like freaked out because surrender though. Almost. Sometimes you do get freaked out because you would see like a weird image in your head, and you're like, "What is this? I don't like. This is a little bit freaky. This image is a little bit scary." Like I've have I've had scary incidences that has happened to me. You know what I mean? Uh, maybe we'll save it for another podcast. But I've had some like um, scary stuff that's happened, and it's just like. Well, now you've got to give an example. Well, <laughs> um, okay, so uh, I'll give you a PG example. Okay, um, please. So I have like when I would shower, I would see like a demonic face started morphing um, in my mind's eye, and right away I would feel like sick to my stomach, like something's trying to psychically attack me or affect me or affect my mind. Um, and at that point I would be like, I would just start praying. I would start reciting the, our father prayer, hail Mary prayer, glory be to the father. Um, you know, I say Jesus is my, my father. I would just start re rebuking in the name of, of Jesus rebuking this and, and then it would just like disappear. So I knew the power of prayer, how powerful prayer was because I knew this dark things realized that I could see, like I could see departed loved ones. You can see the good, ones, but you can also see the evil. And it realized it. And so the thing is, I had to learn how to, okay, if I have the ability to see and I'm meant to heal people and I'm meant to connect people and help people to heal, I need to know how to protect myself. I need to know the, um, the ability of and the power of prayer, right? I need to make sure that my temple, which is my body, is healthy and it's strong. And, you know, I don't smoke. I don't drink. I don't like I've had to really change what goes in my body and have an understanding that as you clear your body and protect your body, that dark stuff won't have a fighting chance. And so that's what I teach my students is you, if you're going to do this work and you're serious about it and you are able to hone in on your abilities and your gift, then you'll be able to help many people, right? But if you, you have to understand there is that dark, there is that darkness that's attached to that as well too. And if you start getting into ego and to, um, you know, greed and to doing this to harm people or, or using your gift to, you know, manipulate, um, it's it, that will give power to the other, right? So we have free will where we want it to go, and how we want to be. So my, where you want your energy to be, where you want your energy to be, and how you want to help humanity. So if you're helping humanity in a different way. Um, where it is out of harming other people or greed or whatever, then you're, you're saying that I'm okay with this. I'm okay with what comes, the consequences that come with that, right? And so when you, when, you work, when you work with God and you work with your angels and you work with your spiritual team, you know, it's a little bit slower. Because when I see people who connect with that dark, who have the ability to connect with the dark, things move fast, 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 and maybe they're financially more uh, uh, stable they have more money but there's a lot of like trauma 
and pain and suffering and anger and hate and sickness that comes with that. But you can be Interesting. with you can be with God. You can go down the slower route. You can be successful too. Um, you can be the slower route. Maybe you don't have a billion followers, like whatever. But at the same point too, is you are learning to be humble. You're learning that you know your needs are taken care of. You have a house over your head. You have roof, uh, you know, a roof over your head. You have food on the table. Maybe you're not. And, and I've have, I've had opportunities. I'm not gonna lie to be on TV, to be in the public eye, to, you know, do much more. And I'm like, this, Didn't isn't, feel right this for you. isn't of God. This is of their ego, their success, their whatever, which has an underlying root to it. And so I go by, I have to feel right. So I could be doing podcasts forever. And then all of a sudden God says, we're done. And I have to be done. Yeah. And that's it. And I could have an expectation of making so much money for so many years and that could be taken away like that because God's in charge and God has always protected me and has always uh, given me the ability to be successful and success doesn't just come in financial. It's never been financial. It's been of, I am blessed to have a, a husband that's with me through all my sicknesses and my surgeries and my, and my car accidents. He's been there for me. He's helped me. Right. And he helps you with the business, Non-stop. supports you with the kids. Yeah. And like everything. I just made him put up a hundred certificates on my, my new space. And he's like, Which, no other man will do this. I'm like, yeah, they'll do it. Well, but he's like, yeah, your man, maybe. Yeah. I was going to say. Yeah. But yeah, very few. Right. And so you just, you, as long as you stay humble and you keep yourself because you're going to have distractions that are going to try to get you off path. And I always check in with God and say, what do you think? Is this the best for me? Will this provide me um, with good health, with financial stability, with uh, abundance in all forms? Will, uh, you know, is it going to harm anybody, me being involved in anything like this or working with these people? You know, I always have to check in with them first. Sometimes I get too excited. and I'm like, yeah, let's do this. And then I'm and then after I'm like, oh, shit, I forgot to check in. And then they're telling me something different and they're saying, uh, you know what, Lucy, this isn't probably the best thing for you. This is what it could look like. And I'm like, now I got to disappoint people. You know what I mean? But I mean, you always, the way that I see you from business and personal, your intent is always authentic. I try, you try to be, right? Because I want authenticity to me. That's what I, I want for me. Right. But you're saying even if, because you live by that, if your spiritual team tells you otherwise, mm-hmm. you're going with the spiritual team. Hundred percent. I love that. Hundred percent. So, like I, I said, that. they can they can flip the switch on me and say, "You've done with your no reason." Yeah, you've done your five year lease here. Uh, you're you're done working at this place. It's time to move on to the next big adventure. And it's like, okay, guide me. It's scary. It's uncomfortable. But that everything has been scary and uncomfortable from starting from taking clients into my home to starting off in a half of a unit to getting my whole unit to getting like a double unit now. Like this is this is what I've been dealing with. And they've they said, we got you. We'll support you. You you know, it's all good. And you've trusted. But I mean, I think anytime you do anything big or brave or Mm -hmm. scary or you grow it, you know, it is that growth does hurt it does hurt yeah right and it is there is a a, sort of an element of let's say the unknown or the fear but you've always trusted your inner voice Mm -hmm. which is the way that I lead as well I think it's so important you have to you have to you have to know yourself you have to know who your higher self is right which is is it's that voice inside of you it's God it's that side of you that's is saying like this is best for Lucy Basil this is what's best for you Right. And if it's best for you and your family, it's best for for the humanity as a whole. 
because I'm, I'm meant to, I'm of service to God first and foremost. So if God takes me out today and says, your time is done, uh, you know, I'm hoping he'd be proud of me for the amount of stuff that I've done. I and think so. About people, right? But they're always going to want to like challenge you to say, you can do more. You can help more. You can, you know what I mean? But he won't give you things that you're not capable of doing. He's going to always try to guide you out of your comfort zone. So it's going to be, you completed this level. Next, what's the next thing? Right. I've been working in Mississauga, Ontario and the GTA area for a long time, servicing all around. It may be my five year lease is up and something big comes and I'm starting to. And we're all moving to Florida. Yeah, I know. eh? (laughs) Or or you're traveling your your information, your your energy, your aura, your your light has to um, be of service to everywhere else. Right. To help more people. So it never. I am. Yeah. Right. And and you you just you have to listen to that as scary as it is. Right. You have to be confident enough, I think, yeah, but you're and fearless enough to 100%. listen to your inner voice. But you're the vessel, so your body has to be healthy. That's the hardest thing. I know. It's always that challenge, especially 100%. when you love food. And we talked about this before oh, in our last, like talking about food. I right. love food. I, you know, I wake mm-hmm. up, what am I going to eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Oh, and, I know. I've you know, every it's morning. a European thing, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. convinced, but mm-hmm. yeah, we won't even get into the food. No. That for sure, we'll go to a restaurant and yeah. that will be a whole nother <laughs> podcast all in its own. So just to kind of finish off what you were saying, one of my favorite quotes, as you know, since I tatted it on my body, Mm -hmm. is the struggle is part of the story. 100%. Do you have a favorite quote? I don't know if I have a favorite quote. uh, quote. Twice she doesn't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. No, but (laughs) you know what? You have so many great things like that. I know I personally and your Mm -hmm. students have learned from you. Mm -hmm. So is there something? Be kind. Be a good human. Yeah. 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 You just be be kind, work hard, be kind. Be kind, work hard. That's it. I love that. Yeah, that's and that, that's what I, I figured yeah. it would be something along there. Yeah. So in closing, what's mm. next for Lucy? I know you've just done some yeah. big things, but <laughs> I also know you as a person and as an entrepreneur. There's always something. Do you have... I got to write a next? book. What's I have to write a book. That's a, They've been telling me for years, my spiritual team, to write a book. And it's like, but when? But how? Where do I start? How do I start? You know, and it's just, and I've had people offer um, to be, to write chapters and books and stuff. And my angels are like, it's great that we're guiding you. We're getting you prepped, but you have to write your own book, Lucy. Yeah. You're not going to be a chapter in someone else's book. So, and, and that's the next thing is writing my own book. I really need to talk about my fertility journey. I need I to write so it too. down. I've had a lot of like, you know, those synchronicities, those epiphanies, those weird signs, a lot of stuff that has happened during my journey to keep me motivated and which has brought, it's been a blessing in disguise because I've worked with so many people have fertility issues because I know what they're going through. I even know the medications that they're taking and stuff too, certain fertility specialists. And so being able to have the opportunity to like do fertility, understand fertility, the, the trials and errors of it, I'm able to help people Rick, really, really just get through it. And so if I put in a book, it might just help on a grander scale. But I think so yeah. too. I mean, and that's part of it. I You look back, you know, many, many uh, generations behind us, they never had TVs, they never had oh. radio, they had nothing. The way they learned was through sharing and mm. storytelling, right? Yeah. So I think that's awesome. I can't wait. Yeah, and it gives people hope to say, man, she's um, she's an older mom. She she even had endometriosis on her side. You know what I mean? And and here she is. She's able to have kids. She didn't give up. And I told God, How I'm like, you? sorry, when you had your first, I in mid thirties, mid thirties, yeah. Yeah, and then imagine six years later, I have a little one. But a lot of people are giving birth later. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right. With the new medicine, new, new everything, right? We're, we're going to start living longer too, which is another thing. So, absolutely. you know, but your bones still ache a little bit, you know? Yep. Rolling out of that bed, (laughs) right? (laughs) 4 a.m. Yeah. Thank you so much again for joining us. It's always a pleasure. It's a pleasure being here. And I love talking to you as always. Thank you. Say bye to my dad too. Bye. He just blew a kiss to you. So thank you.